0: Hi, I'm Keshav Naidu, and this is Talk to the Brand. Together, we bring you inspiring stories from the world of brand building. Today in our studio, we have Avinash Panth. Avinash Panth has a star-studded resume, an IMA grad. He's been the Director of Marketing at Coca-Cola, Walt Disney, Nike, Red Bull, and very soon, he's going to be the Director of Marketing at Facebook. Thank you for joining us today, Abhinash. It's a pleasure to have you with us. Thank you so much, Keshav. I'm really excited to be here. Great. I mean, that's, that's quite a resume there. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've been very lucky, really. You've been in the business of marketing and brands for almost 20 years now. And I'm sure you've collected amazing, fascinating stories along the way. How should we start this? Should we, let's start with your, your
1: first... Uh, let's start with Coca-Cola. Actually, possibly we could even start with how did i get here in the first place okay because one of the interesting things i find and i and i only say this because i meet so many students you know or or they reach out and they say oh we don't know what to do or we f- we figured what we really want to do and 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 my story is that it was purely by exclusion like as long as you figure out what you don't enjoy hmm. you'll land up at the right place so when i was growing up it was back in the day it was only engineering or medicine because I grew up in a medical campus, I was like, "Oh, this life, I loved bio, but mm-hmm. this life I don't like." So elimination, elimination. So engineering, <laughs> I did my engineering, did my engineering engineering stint during my engineering at BHEL in Haridwar, and was in a shop for for two months, and I'm like, "Oh, this ain't happening." <laughs> so an MBA during an MBA, you look at consulting, not doesn't look like an exciting profession. Finance looks boring, so marketing. So. So, yeah, I think that's just like a really quick recap on how do you actually even end up here and which is kind of by elimination or also by saying, OK, this sounds interesting. This does look exciting. So. Um, so, yeah. So Coke was the company that hired me from campus. Um, super exciting in those days, to be honest. So, you yeah. know, the, the peak of as it was called the Cola Wars, I don't think we felt that way from the inside. You were
0: actively oh, part very, of the very, Cola War. <laughs> very, very
1: much, very much. And You, I, and sta- I, you,
0: guys, you started the Cola
1: War. <laughs> <laughs> and and actually, funny story that is, that is also true because that was one of my most exciting assignments on a brand called Thumbs Up. But, um, but yeah, I spent 14 years at Coke. Um, an incredibly exciting 14 years at Coke. I, I remember that a, a certain dot-com boom and bust happened while yeah. I was in those you know, <laughs> in those years at, at Coca-Cola. And people would often joke with me, like, what is the issue? You don't get a job? Like, why are you seeing your first job? And I was like, I'm just having such an incredibly good time. That's so, great. So, yeah. So, that was the beginning of the Coke journey. So, who started the Cola War? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think it's impossible to say... Um, What what is fascinating, though, and I think as as students of marketing, um, you know, you look at the brands, you look at Coca-Cola and you look at Pepsi, uh, and and I'm obviously talking 20 years back. And then you look at the context of India, where Pepsi had actually come in earlier Hmm. and they had done truly a fantastic job. So they had really entrenched themselves. So I don't know about the war, but I can tell you one experience of mine, um, which was when I was uh, managing brand Coke. And I was doing this uh, qualitative study uh, with the youth somewhere in UPI. I don't even remember exactly which city I was in. Hmm. And we were doing, you know, this wonderfully abbreviated NLP exercise where Uh. we're telling them, okay, close your eyes. You know, you're in the world of coke. What do you see? Hmm. And they're saying everything positive. Okay, I'm the brand manager sitting on the side of the room with the terminal. And I'm like, oh, this is great. Because they're like, oh, well-dressed guy, educated, has a good job. Um, I'll go to him for advice. Uh, and I'm like this is great this is perfect it's Hmm. super it's positive they look up wonderful and then the interviewer goes okay now tell me about pepsi (laughs) and a smile breaks into their faces and they go oh that's my best friend he's my best buddy (laughs) you know he's the life of the party and I'm like oh my God, god and that was the perfect summation I would say of the fact that coke was always on a pedestal Mm. but not one of us mm. and pepsi had done a great job of truly entrenching itself and i think that's that's kind of the beginning and the and the thought process behind what eventually became the Tanda campaign uh you know which kind of really brought coke to india in a way which was obviously unique mm. and executionally as well it was quite unique you know no soft drink advertising had ever looked like that yeah or or, or so, been in that
0: uh, powerful position it's almost like you use that pedestal
1: to your advantage you well, know which is which is which is which is absolutely true actually because at least that position was accorded to us and and it was possible to to speak that way the idea was phenomenal you know very rarely do things perfectly come together and that's my other piece right about marketing anytime anyone tells you that uh, oh it started with this objective uh, this was the brief you know this is what came out of it we studied it anytime someone says life is that Linear. And linear it doesn't work that way life is organic and I think for me and obviously it was two years of my life actually that campaign uh, from the first thinking around you know of this genesis of this idea into becoming such a powerful campaign into various executions and it was always organic it really was and and it was quite fascinating to study you know working with Amir and Ashutosh at, right after they made Lagan, Lagan. oh my god And this is
0: still like, even though the internet was around it, it wasn't around in the way that it is all prevalent today.
1: Yes, it was. Yeah, this was really in in, in the early days. Like it was an ad you watched during cricket and the whole country
0: consumes it, like laps
1: it up. Yes, yes. And, uh, you know, one of the few things, and obviously these are some of those what I would call brand manager delights, you know, that... I remember when we made the Punjabi, which is probably, you know, the one I'm proudest of uh, mm-hmm. when Amir was, was cast as a Punjabi. Um, we had channels from Punjab, which were not in our media plan, which called in and said, just give us the tape. <laughs> we are going to run it. And that literally happened. Wow.
0: That's earned media before <laughs> the term has been is, coined. Yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> which is
1: insane. Which is like, which is truly insane. And I and I also remember, you know, that I, um, so mm-hmm. I actually, the first brand I actually worked on at Coke was Thumbs Up. When you talk about the power of a brand, the inherent power of a brand, Hmm. you know, imagine, I mean, of of course, Thumbs Up was set up when these brands were not in, but it was set up so well Hmm. um, that it was incredibly strong, even though the high decibel work was happening around Pepsi, of course, doing great work and Coca-Cola getting their stuff together on brand Coke. And here is this resilient brand. It's almost like that work
0: benefited Thumbs Up in some way. Because it it was like the original, we already had a cola. I don't know. That was ours. I
1: don't know if you can, yeah, no, no. So, of course, of course. Pepsi
0: became that me too, in that sense, like a foreign cola.
1: But you know what's interesting about it is, I remember when I was on Thumbs Up, we used to talk about the issue as being pride of usership. And this is really fascinating. All the high decibel action around you is Pepsi with big stars or Coke now getting their act together or even otherwise. I mean, right. we had done some really interesting films with Rithik before, the Thanda campaign. So there was stuff on Coke as well. Right. And yet Thumbs Up was here and it was resilient. So we used to say that they drink, the people who consume Thumbs Up, they're diehard drinkers, right? No. They'll go any distance to get a Thumbs Up. Between yeah. Coke and Pepsi, At that back in the time, it was still, okay, what's available, you know, what's chilled. So Thumbs Up always had that stronger connect. Yeah. And so therefore we used to say that we need to work to get the pride of usership back. People are still consuming or drinking thumbs up, but they don't necessarily talk about it from the rooftops because mm. all the excitement around them is around Pepsi and Coke. And that's why we did, and I say this simply because you mentioned the Cola Wars, we mm. did something which was very unique and crazy, which was the taste challenge on Pepsi, which was a bizarre thing to do because that's what globally Pepsi does on Coca-Cola. Uh, so, because you know, they're the challenger in that they sense. They were always the challenger brand. But here, but it's, here even here though it's of, not really a challenger, but we turn those tables interestingly so because they and came first in a yeah. sense. Yeah. So it was it was it was something interesting. But again, I, I I kind of circle back to what I was trying to say earlier, which is, you look at Coca Cola, you look at Pepsi in India. Pepsi is a challenger, right? The very code is that of a challenger, but actually was a bigger brand in India. Ironically. Ironically yeah. so, and. Coca-Cola obviously would always talk the same way. So obviously it would never even Mm. deign to recognize the existence of Pepsi. So that's why I say when you say Cola Wars, well, actually Coke wasn't really fighting those wars because it won't. Mm. It won't. What I thought was very interesting as an observer on brand is to see Pepsi and what kind of work they would do. Mm. I clearly remember a film Pepsi did with Sachin and Amitabh. Okay, back in the day.
0: Mm.
1: It was around the festival. Uh, season. Mm. So it was a festival film. And in my heart as a Coke brand guy, I was like, that's actually a Coke brand film in my heart. Given the big, But it's coming from Pepsi because they are the biggest brand. So it doesn't actually have any of the challenger tone which you actually expect to see. And Pepsi did such wonderful work, you know, with that tone and manner uh, for a very, very long time to be honest. So I, I always looked at that dichotomy in a very fascinating way that Coke was clearly the challenger here but of yeah. course still has had the la- and and still had the license to own that largeness of voice which worked for honda pepsi i felt at least in the beginning was in this curiously interesting phase of being the biggest
0: hmm.
1: at least amongst the colas being the biggest but you know still trying to leverage the challenger tone so it, those were those were interesting things to see yeah
0: and i think then. that kind of course correction eventually got fixed yeah, i would oh say sure. and then you know oh, both brands sure. found their unique of voices course. and stuck to them because of course. I'm sure globally that's not permitted, right? Like <laughs> you'd, you'd want to stick to your uh, places. Gold
1: competence, of course, yeah. of course. Because
0: now I don't think people. Now I think it's exactly aligned the way it is aligned globally. Yes. Pepsi is that challenger. Coca-Cola is the for sure. Uh, for sure. So after Coca-Cola, you've you've moved to, you moved to Nike. Oh no! What well, Disney?
1: I yeah, I, I I spent about a year at Disney after Coke, and um, it was quite a it was quite a fascinating assignment actually, because uh, you know the idea then was uh, and Disney this is this is how Disney is globally, it's various phenomenal businesses. So you look at Disney as a channel, you look at Disney as a you know as a film studio, you look at Disney as theme parks and incredible theme parks. You know you. So and and you look at Disney consumer products. So all these businesses, which go all the way up to Bob Iger, right? So what happens is that when you're in a country, and this is literally what Mahesh came to me with, and it was a fascinating conversation where he said, "I'm really looking to build the brand in India, because it's 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 when we build that brand, you know, in a, in a solid fashion, where all of these businesses would benefit from." But this, you know, even the structure wasn't right. really. Uh, in that way at that point. So I I thought it was a fascinating assignment. Again, a brand I have always loved. So, um, so Disney was, yeah, while it was a short stint, um, but quite fascinating in their approach. You know, we talk so much about storytelling today. I think everybody talks about storytelling today. So it's kind of, you know, you have to tip your hat to the originals
0: Hmm. when it
1: comes to storytelling. You know, Disney talks about storytelling with heart.
0: Hmm.
1: And, uh, and I always feel that, you know, the time I spend in the company, both in India, uh, in the US, well, you know, a couple of weeks in Latin America, what I did see is there is that beauty, you know, even in the organization, in the way they look at things, you know, there is an absence of cynicism, if you will, to be able to come out with the kind of stories Disney does consistently, you know, consistently, they, they, they consistently tend to get it right. That childlike... Absolutely. The childlike wonder this- and, and, and a purity to, to, to kind of how you, and hence no yeah, yeah. And, and, and I think that's one. And the other is like, I had a, I had a very brief interaction with the team that was the Imagineers, you know, so while I was in, in, in mm. LA and there are times that companies, I see things, you know, and, and that tells you, wow, these guys really get it. You know, the very idea of Imagineers, you know, I'm an engineer, right? I mean, by, by, mm. by study, I'm an engineer. Mm. My interest was always in the arts. Right. I mean, I became an engineer because that was the thing to do. I mean, if I which had was my a way back then, I probably would have studied literature. So, so when you meet these guys, right, and and the whole idea of imagination on the one side, pure creativity, mm. and then engineering, and which is what they couple to come up with the most amazing rides yeah. and you know theme parks, you you realize, oh, these guys really have it figured out, you know. Yeah. So, th- and I have I have had like like we said in the beginning I've had the privilege of work, working with organizations where I have often seen things which tell me oh this is what makes them tick this is why they get it so well yeah. because they are sorted that way that's why Disney is incredible in in I feel in that approach and and being able to do that so consistently well
0: imagine being a roller coaster designer I mean to, to, to think that up and be like okay this is what it takes
1: or or imagine that um, to tell a story from a point of view of uh, a dinky car hmm. toy story, right? Yeah. And how much love you can create for that character. and, and inanimate and object. An inanimate object, which every single child plays with. And what that means eventually for products. From business. When, you, when when you Though, and I, this is the purity, though, at least from whatever little I could see, it was never the other way around. It's never from never, never, never it never starting never, from merch. Oh, if we can sell this, then can we create a story around this? No, not at all. I yeah. think that was but a spotting purity. the opportunities. That was a purity, but but yeah, but to but to be able to tell that story so compellingly, right? I mean, there's certain emotions that get triggered in our heads, even as I say Toy Story, you know, it just it gets triggered in our heads, yeah. so powerful. And then, of course, it's 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 uh, you know implication and application across so many of their businesses. Then, right? Yeah, very very powerful. Again, like I said. I was there for a short while, but love to see that both within the organization, the within or the organization culture, the way to think, and then, of course, what it would put out. I mean, one small um, experience that I had there, which was pure magic for me, was um, we brought a princess down, a mm. Disney princess down into mm. India, and we did this, I think, in five or six cities. Um, and we didn't have huge budgets then, so we did this in malls. And why I'm sharing this story with you is you know, I I told one of my friends and again, one of my ex-colleagues from Coke used to live in Bangalore. His daughter was the right age. So I, you know, I gave him a call and I said, hey, maybe she'd be really excited. You know, we're bringing a Disney princess. So Cinderella is coming to India. And, uh, and I tell you this for two reasons. One, every time the show would happen, you know, me and my team who would be working on it. We would have tears in our eyes and I kid you not. Wow. Because when the princess would come out, you see those girls and you see their expressions and their oh reaction and you would have tears in you. I have goosebumps right now when I'm telling you this, right? But that's not the point. That's not the only thing, right? So that's the magic of Disney in life. The other is, so this friend of mine who is a marketer as well, he turns to me and says, she's brilliant. Where did you get her from? Like, is this a model? I'm like, no, no, no. You do not understand Disney. This is Cinderella. And he's like, what do you mean? I mean, obviously she's, you know, a model from somewhere. I'm like, no, 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 this is Cinderella from the theme park in Paris and she has come down for this. And, you know, the protocol behind, you know, without revealing too much, but how Disney would manage a character. You treat her like royalty. Absolutely. Not just her. Her very attire is royalty. You know, so the, the suitcases in which their costumes would be packed and how they would be looked after was incredible. And I say this because now when I go into a mall and I see so many characters, you know, that uh, that you see executed and you're like, no, 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 no. You got to really elevate this experience. The agency partner who worked with us on creating that experience, you know, was telling us that this is so inefficient. You have made me bring sound for a stadium for this, you know, for this uh, mall experience in a mall. And we're like, no, no, because that's who we are at Disney. We would not cut corners anywhere. So a lot of my learning on really pinnacle experience not just from a perspective of the reaction that I told you about but also every little detail like my team would know if there was a queue and there would be long queues exactly how much time it's going to take someone at the end of the queue to be actually meeting the princess so in how you actively manage that and how every little element of experience would be you know looked after that was quite 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 an experience
0: so from Disney you then move to Nike Mm -hmm. which is
1: a different world Oh, yes. uh, A very exciting world. I still remember when I posted uh, that, um, I think on LinkedIn or on Facebook back then, so many of my friends reacted saying, oh, wow, that's the perfect place for you because I'm a sports freak. I'm one of those guys, you know, you, you often meet people and I often meet people in my business where they say, oh, I used to play a lot in college. But then you know how it is, you know, when you start work, you get married, you have a child. And I always look deadpan. I say, no, I don't know how it is. It's not changed at all. (laughs) I used to play three sports for college. I still play those those three sports even now, right? On a weekly soccer, almost on a daily basis. But even volleyball, basketball, these are three sports I played for college and I still play them. So Nike, therefore, and also a brand I had always admired. So, you know, it wasn't just the fact that I was joining Nike. I really loved that brand. I Mm -hmm. always did quality of their apparel, the quality of their footwear, you know, the functional uh, uh, stuff with Nike was always incredible. So yeah, so Nike was kind of in that sense, almost a dream job. Um, And yeah, the mandate was to run marketing for India. They were based in Bangalore. So we moved to a new city um, to live and, uh, and Bangalore was great because such great weather. For a yeah. guy who loves sports. I used to do, you know, afternoon lunch hour runs in Bangalore. Like I don't think that's something you can possibly achieve uh, anywhere else. Yeah, maybe Dehradun or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Not I a think city.
0: one of the big cities where you're yeah. you know where you're
1: working uh, yeah. would be rare. So uh, Nike again, incredible brand. I think I think what I say about Nike is so clear about what works for them. So clear. So obviously very well mandated coming out of Portland. A magical world headquarters, I would say. Again, for a sports freak, uh, yeah. it was quite something. Um, Beaverton, no? Beaverton, yes, yeah. yes. And uh, and I think also when you talk today about brands with purpose or you know brands with a mission, Nike is a brand with a very clear mission, you know. And. Uh, there's so many fascinating things about Nike. I feel, even if you look at the mission itself, you know, Nike internally, you know, they always say is we're bringing inspiration and innovation to every athlete in the world. That's how the Nike mission is hmm. crafted, right? From the from the beginning. Phil Knight and Bill Bowerman. But then, when you say that and you think to yourself and you say, yeah, of course, they work with the best athletes in the world. But no, when you say athlete, it's like if you have a body, you're you an, athlete. an athlete. And that lens, I feel, is so powerful, right? You can look at the entire world population and say, oh, Nike looks at you as an athlete. Now you may be at the very you beginning can of the journey or you could be a, you know, Olympic medal winner, but all of you for us are athletes. And mm. I think that's just really, really powerful. And, uh, we kind of used that insight for the first big piece of work we did when I was there, which was a film called Parallel Journeys. We did it for the World Cup. Yeah, that was a
0: beautiful film. We'll add a link to that in the show notes.
1: No, but it was to me what was so powerful, and maybe just an aside as a story. Sometimes it's 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 the you know it's the behind the scenes which sometimes gets so much more fascinating in our world. Is that um, we wanted to bring the passion of cricket that all of us experience. And I say this because Nike supported the Indian cricket team. Mm. And therefore, obviously, you know, if you look at, if you ask me, I had the entire team available to shoot with, and we did. Um, but our idea was always that it doesn't matter whether you're playing in your gully,
0: mm.
1: whether you play for a club, you know, or whether you actually play for the Indian team. we f- experience and feel the exact same emotions, right? And that's that's the beauty of cricket. Uh, I I also feel unlike some of the other sports, maybe when you look at it globally, right. right? That when we watch a match, cricket match, when we see a guy, you know, like miss a shot, we're like, oh, I could have hit this. It's a legend, When we a, see a guy, it's when it's I see golf. a guy miss a catch, I'm like, I could have done that. Yeah. That's not rugby, yeah. right? You you know you can't be that guy, but yeah. in cricket, somehow that's how we. It's that experience is so much more visceral, and to somehow try and bring that together. So obviously, we shot across the country. um, I mean, Abhinadeva, I mean, he's, he's, he's a magician, right? Yeah. So it was so beautifully done. But the interesting aside that I wanted to share is when that film, so one of my team members traveled to, I think the Indian team was in Sri Lanka at that point uh, at some series. And one of my team members flew there to show it to them. And a couple of them were really upset. Because it's not a film about the team. Yeah. They yeah. kind of, they also they didn't feel like figure, heroes. Yeah. they also figure in it just like every other kid who yeah. plays cricket in India, which was the, you know, which was a very construct. They don't get the marketing idea. point of and again, I'm not, I'm not saying the whole team. I'm just saying a couple of them because yeah. obviously we shot a lot with them and then obviously trimmed it Yeah, for down. them, it's like we put in all those hours. Yes. yes They're course. not expecting that edit. And to be fair to them, their time is so precious that yeah. very often when they shoot for films, they literally just given half an hour or an hour, and it's all them. Yeah. For them, it's endorsement. Yeah, you shot the whole day, and then you are actually a small part. <laughs> yeah. You felt the you feel a little opus. ripped off. Yeah, 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 but 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 <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it was it was really rewarding, and I think yeah. for me, what was rewarding was it was uh, you know it was uh, early days in the company, and I remember. You know, being in a boardroom and showing that film to the to the whatever business head for the you know, for the region weaver, which was like half of the world actually, emerging markets as they used to call it. And this is this is a fascinating aside story because he really loved it. And you know, sometimes people can get you know, it, it hits you, right? That film for yeah. me because a lot of people don't get cricket either correct I'm correct. sure within and, the and Nike again, this is, again, this is, again someone from the US obviously doesn't necessarily get you have to cricket to explain the game oh he loved it and he loved it so much and I was new to the company that literally I had joined and for the 5 months this is the biggest thing I had worked on and I remember that he said I love it and then he actually told me do you know what I used to do before because he was a business head he's like, I, I actually don't know he's like I was a CMO for the company and I'm saying this is an incredibly powerful film so you know so it was uh, yeah it was, it was quite something I think both internally as well The significance of cricket, which I think I thought was amazing for Nike to understand that and to get that as well, to invest so much behind it. You know, obviously working with the Indian team back in the day when they were still establishing their business in India was a very bold move. They don't don't do half measures. So if they get into something, then they really do get into it. And they follow that philosophy uh, to the core. And this is when, you know, in the beginning, when I told you that I've been privileged, I think this is the privilege I feel that as a marketing person, as someone who loves marketing to work for companies who realize the power of the brand above everything else yeah why i be able to say listen this is how we will build ourselves this is how people will come close to the brand you know this is how they will embrace us is 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 quite um, is quite powerful and, and and kind of great to see
0: i mean that's part passion, part vision, part magic, I guess, you know. I don't no, know. for sure. And, and,
1: and for me, you know, being a guy who loves sports so much, uh, you know, obviously I'd worked with uh, athletes in my days in Coke as well, to be honest. Yeah. But obviously at Nike, I worked very closely with a lot of different athletes in different fields, you know, in soccer, which is my first love as a, as a sport, you know, in cricket, uh, squash, across sports. That was, again, a, a fabulous high just to see their stories and I think one of the things I feel is in India, if you talk to an athlete, and I'm just saying this because we're talking about Nike and you hear their story, you will be moved. Because all stories yeah. irrespective of sport. Yeah come They're from a place of yeah, come from a place of hardship, lack of opportunity. How did you actually make it even now, what do you do on a day-to-day basis? It's against know? all odds. Yeah, because I remember one of our uh, sessions at Nike, internal sessions, we had called this high jumper and, and, and look at the situation, right? Even I don't remember her name right now. as mm. I speak to you and mm. this is the reality of other sports in India. That's true. Which has improved a lot but it's still the reality and, um, and she wasn't, uh, from an age perspective, she wasn't at her prime then. Mm. She had already had a child. Um, I think she was close to 30 and um, and she, she was still by far the best high jumper India had. So she was, and this is back back when. So she was training for the Olympics at that point. And I remember talking to her again. again sports and fitness is an area that's, you know, that appeals hmm. to me personally as well. But we were doing this for the entire audience uh, at Nike. And she spoke about her routine. And she spoke about, she said, I haven't tasted sweet in three years. Oh. Right? And you go, oh my God. And this is someone with a child. You know, she's bringing up a child. This is not someone... At the early 20s, where you say, yeah, 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 give it everything. This is the passion and the diligence and the rigor, you know, that you put in um, to get somewhere.
0: So from Nike, post-Nike, you moved to Red Bull.
1: Yes. Uh, Again, fascinating. And and, and this is interesting, right? So when I moved from Nike to Red Bull, uh, I I started by saying that... uh, Nike was almost a dream job job because it was sports. Hmm. Uh, I didn't realize at the point, Red Bull, okay. Red Bull has been such a fascinating brand. All of us have seen it Uh, as a marketer. Again, I was fascinated by it. I almost believed... I, I understood very quickly even when I was on the outside. Yeah, yeah. But you won't get any interview with the marketing head talking about why we do things the way like we do Like you're doing them. a prep
0: for the interview, yeah, let's say. yeah, there's
1: nothing you will get. Like I remember... I, I remember saying, how is there nothing on Google, right? And which is what I understood Like no quickly. trade press. There's, there isn't any of that, right? The the brand firmly believes the, the, that people should talk about what we do. We don't talk about what we do, which is such a fascinating philosophy and I totally love it. But... Um, so so the thing I felt, you know, again, as a student of marketing, or I should say now as a lifelong student of marketing, the only way you can figure what how Red Bull thinks is to actually work there. So I think it was a great opportunity to, to lead marketing for Red Bull uh, in India. So yeah, I, I think Red Bull is an uh, in interesting ways, similar to Nike and then maybe dissimilar in some, similar in the sense that very clear about what works for them. Very, very clear. So the brand's philosophy, how it goes to market, hmm. Uh, is very very clear and and it's very unique and maybe the only thing I'll say from the outside uh, is the fact that most brands think top down in terms of here's the idea here's the campaign and you know I, I I joke because I've been marketing that long that you've been there when you said okay so here's the campaign here's the TV spot take a picture during the the com- commercial shoot. So that's your okay, get, that's your outdoor. <laughs> Uh, okay, do something digital, which back in that day was one Facebook page which you forget about right after the campaign. And hey, by the way, just do an event for experiential with under in under quotation marks. We've right? checked That's, the boxes. You check the boxes, which is how typically it used to be. And Red Bull is absolutely nothing like that because the whole philosophy is bottom up. So events is at the heart of the brand building effort at Red Bull, which is very very fascinating. I was very lucky that I had worked at Disney before, so I had kind of lived some of that, uh, you know, that thought process before. Nike also had a very very authentic approach to events because the events at Nike were, you know, around helping runners become better. So Nike Run Club in Bombay, Bangalore, hmm. really. I, I love Nike Run so Club. So exactly. So right. Or, or or the apps that you would have used. Yeah. So very powerful positive genuine efforts, you know not coming from saying are you very selling Nikes? oh I'm very going to sell authentic. you Nikes over here no no, no, we really are working to make you a better runner because we truly yeah. believe that's how you embrace uh, the brand. So luckily I'd had some of those experiences um, coming in. I'd also had at Nike I'd had a great experience working with and I think that's another thing from a marketing perspective, working with specialists. you know so conventional FMCGs, if you will, most people are like you. It's all generalists, right? So mm-hmm, you've, you've done your graduation. You probably did an MBA. Maybe in some of these companies, you definitely did an MBA and you yeah. came in. So it's more or less people like yourselves. Academic at different, from marketing. At, at, different, le- at different levels. Yeah. yeah. Which is another very interesting aside. I always feel that, um, you know, that when someone starts to be a brand manager, uh, what in their life ever before that? prepared them to have a point of view on creative, right? And I always I look at I always look at that that challenge and that issue because when they sit in a room with an agency talking to creative about why an idea does or doesn't work, or worse still, why a layout works or doesn't work, there's nothing of art in their background. They have no sense. Logically so, because nothing in their education so far ever prepared them for it, right? Either they have that or they don't. This is one of those either you have it it's or you It's
0: communication it. art more than
1: art. Yeah, but I, I still feel because there's so many elements, right? And, and then you come to actual television creative, then it's yeah. music, then it's how the whole story comes together. That's and, that's a feel. And sadly, like if you look at my own experience and I think it's one of the areas I kind of actually did well in or at least was lucky, nothing in my preparation academically ever mm. prepared me for it. I'm an electrical engineer, did an MBA. And sure enough, at some point was sitting in a room with you know the likes of Amir and Ashu and Prasoon, discussing whether a film idea was working or not. Hmm. So I think it's it's a very interesting aside on how marketers need to or tend to try and hone themselves better in dealing with the world of creative and to get it to a right place for whatever they want to accomplish, you know, on their brand.
0: But I think that's also about, uh, you know, honest stewardship. More than... Uh, oh, for sure. Oh, for know? sure.
1: But it's also respect. An yeah. Understanding that, listen, this piece I am not the expert of. Yeah. I, 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 funny yeah. story. Sorry. Segway. Yeah. <laughs> but funny story. Um, having a conversation with uh, Amir and Ashutosh right after they had made Lagan. So, the next project that Amir Khan Productions worked on after Lagan, the incredible mm. success of Lagan, was a Tanda film. Mm. We're sitting there and we love the film. But I'm the only one in the room going, it's a bit too long. Hmm. Okay, because obviously we want to be on cricket. We know the challenges of duration on cricket. Hmm. And this is back in the day. So when I'm saying a bit too long, I'm talking about no, something. It's little over I'm 30 maybe. About some, no, 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 no. Back in the day, I'm talking about 120 seconds or Whoa. 90 seconds long. I'm not oh. talking about 30 seconds uh, oh, okay. long. This is another era. It hasn't been about, reduced to 17. No, it hasn't f- come down and to and that 15. yet. So... Uh, no, no,
0: and the funny thing 120
1: was, seconds, wow. I think we saw a 90, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, oh. right? And I was trying to argue to get it to a 60. No, no, but the funny thing was that this is... I, I, I hilarious. Just the pregnant pause in the room, when Ashu just looks at me, withering look, okay? Like, who is this child here? I was like the brand manager at best. He's looking at me and saying, you know when we were making Lagan, Do you know how the cinema industry works? It's a three-hour movie. That's how cinema shows are. Do you realize what we were disrupting by making a movie that long? And there are enough people who came to us and say, hey, it doesn't work. And I was like, okay, yeah. (laughs) Head down. Got my lesson, sir. (laughs) Let me keep quiet about duration. That's a great story. but (laughs) That's a great story. That's a
0: great story. But uh, I absolutely see why you had to speak up. (laughs) You know? Because there's a very different uh, approach. Because there, the distributors aren't going to make less money by doing so. They'll probably last longer. They can probably yeah. charge more. They can do many other things.
1: Yeah, but I think there also, they have to believe in it enough to take that risk to be fair to the, argument to be fair is, to the cinema. I see the argument. argument. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's and a valid is, analogy. It's a proper and, analogy. And this is one of those things about Amir as well. I know enough has been said. I have so much respect for that guy because Amir would truly try and understand. I'm, I am I kid you not. I used to live in Bandra. Luckily enough, I used to live in Bandra, not too far away from where he stayed. And the number of times I would walk over to meet him because he wanted to have a discussion on duration on a film. Hmm. Because literally every time we'd have this discussion, I'd say, I can't explain media planning to you. It's like, actually, please do come, I want to sit with you. And, and you know, what a brain and what an application of a brain to say, no, no, I will get into it and we will find a way. Wow. But we truly believe this should be longer. He gets Let's into a media plan. He gets, he, gets in, he gets into everything. That's crazy. He gets into everything. I mean, again, now it's been years and years and I've lost touch with him. And I, you know, I, I'm one of those guys who's terrible at staying in touch. But um, incredible time working with him. I think everything that's said about how detailed and how, you know, hardworking and passionate and, and you know, and uh, creative he is, is, uh, it's not yeah. enough. I mean, I have had situations where he would behave like a brand manager, you know, wow. in terms of saying, no, 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 you tell me what you're trying to accomplish. Segway over. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, so Red Bull has been, uh, he has been absolutely amazing in terms of, uh, I would say the purity at one level, um, the authenticity at another level. So I work with brands that talk a lot about authenticity. So Coke in its very basic credo talks about authenticity yeah. because it's the authentic cola, you know, Coke yeah. started it all. Um, Nike, a lot of the work at Nike is very, very authentic. And it's, you know, again, something that talks. Red Bull may not actually talk about it, but it is so authentic to, to communities and to scenes. You know, so the belief or the philosophy that even if there's a hundred of you really passionate about something that you're doing, where we feel, you know, giving wings is important, Red Bull would get into it, you know, so, Hmm. so yeah, I think uh, it's been an incredible learning experience, uh, seeing that across the country, uh, working with so many college kids, because we, you know, at Red Bull, there's a lot of work with with kids in college, Uh, so I would say the the finger on the pulse on what's going on with the youth is so natural, almost, that it's, um, that it's been, yeah, it's been, it's been quite phenomenal, actually, and doing some incredible events. Yeah. Getting FMX, uh, you know, bikers at the gateway of India and getting them to jump. Yeah, um, that's like a project that can take you a couple of years. I think nothing, nothing commercial or nothing from a brand that happened at Gateway ever since the incident till then. Yeah, you know? to get approvals for something. Yeah. Like yeah. That. So, um, so yeah. Just the
0: just the gumption <laughs> to think that it's possible. <laughs>
1: Or to assure them that you know <laughs> these guys are going to be 40, 50 feet in the air, but they are not banging into anything because at yeah. one point that's what they got worried about. They're like, are they going to like bang into the gateway or something? I don't know. Super controlled. Yeah. It's tested to the to the extreme. It it looks like that, but what goes behind? If you see right, they they spend all yeah. their lives kind of practicing for it. But it is uh, it is an event that uh, I, I still remember. You do have your heart in your mouth when you see what those guys do because they just fly off in the air and they're doing stunts in the air. It's incredible. Kind of degree of control they have. Plenty of insurance. <laughs> <laughs> I guess of course. But I, I also feel the, uh, you know, the, uh, the clear ability and drive to do stuff that no one has done before. You know. Yeah. Is is what is. Uh, yeah, I think what drives th- that. For I mean, sure. Felix know,
0: Baumgartner video or, is. I don't know. It's possibly one of. I don't know. It's broken some records. It broke the internet for broke sure. The
1: internet. Before they were, you know, before there were things like Kim Kardashian, so so yeah. the whole term kind of I think got cheapened a little after. But uh, yeah. uh, I think, uh, yeah, and I I still remember when the, when Stratos happened. I was at Nike then, and I gathered my entire team the next morning and I said, "What is this? Like, just think about what this is, right? Because this is before the term content marketing was invented. People hadn't figured that. Incomprehensible. Then, right? So what was that? This is not an ad, right? Is an it was an event.
0: This you know, was but, like but a,
1: this, is, this is what I think is fascinating about the uh, brand, you know maybe at the cost of revealing too much but and, and, and then you look at it from an inside perspective and it's what Red Bull calls an athlete project. So you an work, athlete project. You work with people, right You work with people who have amazing crazy ideas and you give wings to their ideas. That's what the brand's mission is giving wings nice. to people and their ideas right And that's what's so magical that it's not something someone comes up with. To say, oh, this will break the internet. This is Felix Pomkartner. He's a base jumper. He's been working with Red Bull for years and years. And this is his crazy dream project that I want to jump from space. And Red Bull says, you know what? We'll go after it. It's magic. It's absolute magic, right? So, um, yeah, really, really powerful. That's why I say I have been incredibly lucky. To, to, to kind of have a ringside view in some cases to have, you know, have the have the luxury to drive this effort um, and, uh, and kind of bring all these pieces together because uh, obviously Red Bull's approach is so unique that Red Bull does this across adventure sports, mainstream sports, dance, music, yeah. art, yeah. and to kind of, you know, bring all of that together to say, okay, as you see more and more on ground, that's when you start to fall in love with the brand, you know.
0: Yeah. It's 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 hard to comprehend to be honest. It's like how do you how do you make a calendar? Like how do you what do you plan for the year? Like where oh, do you begin?
1: No, but no no but we but we would. I mean it's yeah, also so, highly organized. Because, so how do you because it's an you Austrian German brand, so very organized. So no no so So do you work with do you work with saying okay this is the amount of um no, but because there's a whole range of activities. What you're seeing right now is the ones that come to mind. And that's what you used to also say often that, you know, with Red Bull, you'll often see someone jumping from somewhere as the first thing that comes to mind. But there's a lot more to the brand. So um, there are these big highlight events, if you will. Right. Those are not that many. Right. Those are the real wow ones. Then there are also a whole host of participatory events. So Red Bull Today in India that works on cricket and football and basketball, badminton hockey, you name the sport and there are events in those which allow people to actually come and take part. Those are more organized, those you can, you know, figure, but of course it's more uh, detailed hmm. across cities in India, across colleges. So, I mean, so there is, I mean, and then there's advertising, cartoon advertising and there's work across. So there's, there is, there is there is a method to the madness, which I will not really reveal, but there is a method to the madness which actually brings all of it kind of right. superbly together. And it's work fabulously for the brand in India without a doubt I came across this uh, I
0: don't know if I can call it a quote but something somebody said to me about how Red Bull doesn't look at itself as a as a brand or, or marketing they
1: look at themselves as a media company no it's 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 correct in the sense that I think what the only clarification I would make is it is in the can business so red Bull that's what red Bull is about but it also looks at itself as a media company. Absolutely, it's true. I think if you look at the arc of the development of Red Bull, at some point as they were covering the incredible things that they were doing, mm. they got really, really good at that. Mm. And they said, hey, this is something we're actually superbly good at, you know, and, and kind of evolved into what is called the Red Bull Media House or the Red Bull Media Network. Um, there is uh, absolutely, so it is a whole team. It is, it is almost, if you will, if you had to call it that way, a business um, that is superbly well developed so um, even working in india you know the very fact that we almost have our own in-house studios and you know didn't work with the digital agency we actually had people working with us because we already evolved to that point we realized that and this is all part of the media media yeah, network there's means,
0: a, there's a speed to it that you never achieve working on
1: documentaries and pieces of content which are very committed long term pieces you know we, we worked on a documentary on divine for like a year and a half and this is before the gully boy madness happened. In fact, the documentary piece was supposed to be shot over four to five months until mm-hmm. we found out the gully boy is going to happen. And we're like, okay, if you're covering his life, you cannot cover the biggest event of his life. So then we extended it. Um, so there are content projects like that. We did a whole story, a documentary on nuclear, you know, for the BC1 World Finals last year, we did a documentary mm-hmm. on, on uh, B-boying in India, which is an incredible thing. You know, if, yeah. you, just, if you just see how how fascinating and powerful the world of hip hop is of course now it's almost becoming mainstream, mainstream. so everyone's getting to know about it
0: yeah. but red bull like so 10 it.
1: years ago but red bull in india has been in it for over 5 years already you know yeah. so much before i worked in the youth world i didn't know i knew about breaking but i didn't know it was that evolved until i walked into red bull so um, so yeah so i think from a media house perspective there's some really powerful work and content uh, and again you expect that from a company like red bull in any case uh, but yes, internally it is it is wired that way. There is a thinking and an approach which is which is as a media company. And a simple example, external example, is mm-hmm. you go to redbull.com. So, you know, you expect, and I've worked in many brands and companies, you know, where the dot-com would always be, I uh, do something, keep it updated at least. You know, the biggest thing would be, can you keep it updated? You know, the latest film should be there. Right. Or whatever, but it'll usually be company information. You go to redbull.com, it is like a media company website. There are yeah. lots and lots of stories there. And not all the stories are necessarily about Red Bull, so there's a purity of being a media house, you know
0: yeah, so it, it feels a little like blurring on onto the lines of a vice sometimes or blurring onto like a vice magazine or you know, so I'm like, okay, yes, the internet has blurred many of the lines, yeah. but it's to have
1: seen this my team at Red Bull would love to hear that actually <laughs> because that's the idea that that where the work as a media house yeah. is you know your competition there is other media companies yeah knowing the clarity that i obviously at the end of the day the business you are in is that of the can yeah. for sure yeah but of course there is a purity to the work on content and the effort on uh, as a media house which is
0: that's amazing that's amazing so looks like we're doing a lot of talking today. So I think we'll just turn this into a two-part. Yeah. So maybe you can say bye for this episode, and then we can pick yeah, up.
1: Yeah. And 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 uh, anyway, anyone who knows me is not going to be surprised because I talk too much. So I, no wonder that that is happening here. But yeah, please. Uh, so please stay back to to listen to the second one when you get the chance. Great. Thank you guys
0: for listening, and let's come back to this next week. Super. Talk to the brand is recorded at Island City Studios and produced by Varun Singh. Special thank yous go out to Hussein Merchant, Jehangir Jehangir, Rupa Basu, Ashiar and the Naidu Punjabi Design Team. Do follow us on Insta and Facebook. You'll find the links in the show notes. Music for the show is designed by Zico. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate us on iTunes, CastBox or wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe and see you next week.